Rise and shine, liberty-loving patriots. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com, where we are liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. Welcome, everyone, in our chat room. A Merry Christmas to all. JC and I are back in the studio after taking a little bit of a break. Glad to so glad to be here with you. So glad to be a part of your pre-Christmas week, your uh, insanity for the day is obviously going to be this entire bill of whatever the <laughs> COVID slash omnibus debacle which is absolutely and completely out of control. And the propaganda that comes from all of this is just, it's absolutely, completely sickening. And how many, JC, how many people voted against, how many Republicans voted against this? I remember you telling me in the car, six Republicans, or six senators, six senators total, Six Republicans. Yeah, six. So all the Democrats were on board. Oh, of course. Well, not I mean, not always, of course. Sometimes they don't because, you know, they actually have business lobbyists in their district. You know, some Democrats are still in those districts where they're a little bit. Uh, yeah, I'm going to have to research that would be interesting. I know there's a couple in the House that have. I know that for a fact. But uh, I don't know about the Senate because, you know, the districts in the in the House are smaller than the districts in the Senate. So some of those people like, for example, on our our uh, board of county commissioners here in Hillsborough County, we have Democrats that have voted against these things because their constituents are those of business owners. So back to reality, six Republican senators voted against this. So six Republican senators who are now being, of course, uh, outcast by the media. Um, yeah, Rick Scott voted for it. Marco Rubio voted, or Rick Scott voted against it. Marco Rubio voted for it. So they canceled each other out in the uh, state of Florida. Why in the world would Marco Rubio vote for this? Okay, back to reality. Stand up comedy. Yeah, right. They can't hear you, JC. Okay. <laughs> How's that? I think uh, there we go. Got you back, maybe. All right. So, uh, oh, I get that now. So anyway, JC and I are on our way back from our our mini unplug this last weekend. Today, driving in the car, and JC had <laughs> Rubio blackmailed. <laughs> Give me a break. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. Rubio. <laughs> Rubio is one of the biggest statists in the freaking Senate. Yeah. Yeah. He's blackmailed. I just, but I can't. He actually voted for, for Liberty. Then I would think he was blackmailed. Oh yeah. Like if he supported the constitution, I would, I would think, Oh my gosh, they blackmailed Rubio. Yeah. (laughs) So JC had playing in the car C-SPAN and the Senate debates on the floor and can I just tell you that I 
really, really had a difficult time stomaching the uh, stuff from Patrick Leahy. Can I tell you guys that uh, it made me furious? It made me nauseous. It made me want to cry. It made me want to be. Can I say this on the air? I mean, I seriously wanted to punch that old man in the face. What? No, I don't care what you say. This, what he said, <laughs> wow. was just. I, I, I don't know. I, I would never go through with that, but when when my fists clench and I'm listening okay, to him close. speak on and give his speech on how the babies are going to die and the people are going to to uh, actually freeze to death if we don't pass this bill in Vermont. And maybe it doesn't make people as mad as it makes me, but I don't know how many people you know, visit my website regularly or remember the articles that I've written, but I actually have an article on my website, Government Charity, Unconstitutional and Unlawful, where let me just scroll down here and remind you that uh, Congress in 1831 tried to pass a charity of getting wood to the people of Washington, D.C. out of the house coffers because the people in Washington, in Georgetown, the poor of Georgetown, were going to freeze to death if Congress did not give away the wood of Congress to the poor of Georgetown in 1831. And it brought about this entire argument. So the mayor of Georgetown sent a letter to the House of Representatives asking for relief of the poor. And in that, we have Congressman James Polk, who are standing up in the House, and uh, James Polk and um, uh, James Blair, who are standing up in the House and saying, look, this charity is not for the House of Representatives, that the wood is actually given by the people to Congress for things that are constitutional. And as we talk about this bill, we're going to get into the details of this in just a second, but I want you to see forefront so you can have a kind of standard to judge this against, right? Not just simply, I don't want money going to Pakistan. I don't want this money going to foreign countries. This money needs to stay here and help Americans. No, the money is not even supposed to go here to the Americans from Congress. And what we lack in our history of education is actually binding our children in the future, our, our future children to a debt for things that we should be providing for ourselves through charity, personal charity, right? And says uh, James Polk, who's going to be the 11th president of the United States, says the House does not have the power to make the donations requested that the representatives came to legislate on great concerns of the nation not to give away public property. 
And then he made a final plea to the House with their vote to put a check on legislative power. This is what he says. And then James Blair, a congressman from South Carolina, I actually got an award from uh, something called the James Blair Award uh, from our uh, Suwannee County Republicans, which I honor very much, which I, I'm very thankful for. But James Polk, being a defendant of the Constitution, he says this If so, it would be it would have power also to vote of the public money to feed and clothe the suffering poor. The House had no right to give away public money for any such purpose. And if gentlemen were disposed to be liberal, let them be liberal out of their own money. And then Polk moved on the floor that the sergeant of arms be required to deduct from the compensation of the members of the House on this day's pay and deliver the sum to the mayor of Georgetown to be applied to the purchase of fuel for the paupers of the town, provided that nonetheless that such deduction shall be made from the compensation of such members only as vote in favor of the resolution. So what we need to understand, and you can go to my website, chrisanhall.com, catch the whole article, see where James Madison lays the platform for this, see where our, our representatives in 1831 stood on that foundation of limited government. We have to stand and understand that charity is not the business of government because I want to just put that out there because there's going to be people who are going to say, well, you have this situation where people are starving and people are uh, they're running out of food. That's what Leahy said. People, we have starvation in this country like we've never seen before. Well, charity is not the role of government. And what infuriates me is seeing Leahy up there give the very same argument that the congressman in 1831 tried to give that whole JC actually put a, a, a um, Instagram post up there. Senator Leahy credits the bloated ominous bill with saving Vermonters from fatal hypothermia and starvation. The very same argument that he made was the same argument that Polk and uh, James Blair uh, said, if you want to do that for the people, then you must donate out of your own paychecks. So I want to know where are the people on the House floor coming up and saying, hey, charity is not for government. It is time for us, if we want to be so charitable, to bring up this money from our own paychecks. I mean, 600 bucks to the people? How much money is going everywhere else? It's called the COVID bill, right? Yeah, it probably wouldn't wouldn't be a terrible idea if we backed up and told them what we're well, talking I, about. And that's exactly what I said we were going to do. But I'm laying the foundation for a standard. Not everybody even knows it happened. Well. I mean, most people are clueless, even what's going on. So, if you are have not watched the news in the in today or are just tuning in from not watching anything anywhere else. Well, what they hear is COVID relief, COVID, COVID relief, relief package. Right. That's what they hear. 
which is so. not which I said they call it a COVID relief package, but only uh, it, it's it's an omnibus. It's not a, co bill. It's not a COVID relief package. Right. It is an omnibus. In fact, the title is Consolidated Appropriations Act of 2021. So this Republican and Democrat bipartisan um, boondoggle that they just passed. So the people were bribed with six hundred dollars. And this added yet another trillion plus dollars. Uh, actually, I think it's over two trillion uh, to the already twenty seven trillion dollar deficit. Right. Right. What is it? That's not debt deficit. What is a deficit? That means this is how much money you've spent more than you brought in. So, so the Rand money Paul that we're spending is future money. It's debt. You're not, this is not even tax dollars because we don't have those tax dollars. Tax dollars are gone. Mm -hmm. And so it's credit. So they've, what they've, what they're spending is credit. What does credit mean? So this adds to the $27 trillion credit bill, which is what your children and grandchildren. Right. This is saddling debt on your children and grandchildren for the promise of a $600 check. $600 to the people and then um, a certain number to the businesses that qualify who will likely be, just as it was the last time around, the, the big box corporations are going to get the majority of the money. Mom and pop are going to be strung along. And the money doesn't even come close. So the whole speech that Leahy gives, the money's not going to save any families. The money's not going to do anything, especially on the cusp of, you know, President-elect Biden, who, who promises to issue mandates to shut down the country as a whole. We can't survive like this, people. Where does the government get money to pay for stuff? The only place the government gets money to pay for stuff is from us. They don't have revenue of their own. So government money and government revenue is a misnomer. It is tax dollars taken from the people as our founders and even those congressmen in 1831 knew this is public money this is to do things that congress is supposed to be doing not things that they're not supposed to be doing not that they're not delegated but there is no tax money there, there, there is, is no tax money the there's tax nothing money is coming spent. in we we the u.s government took in three I believe three, uh, just a little over three trillion dollars last year. Right. They spent over six trillion. Okay. That's not spending tax money. Tax money is gone. So that has to be credit. What is credit? You're borrowing money, which means that has to be paid back by someone. That's your children and grandchildren. So you are stealing what just so the six hundred dollar check that you that you're gonna get. That's money stolen from your children and grandchildren. That, that's what you're doing. And here's what happens. And Rand, Rand Paul just, I mean, really laid it out brilliantly today. But the, the I couple, heard his video is actually going happen, viral. A couple of things that happen is it reduces the purchasing power of your dollar, right? So you're actually losing money. Um, secondly, it reduces future growth. I think as even the CBO said something like, uh, 10.10% per billion, which is somewhere around six to 8% economic growth lost every year. And we've seen tr trillion dollar uh, appropriations bill, one 
right after another. Um, I mean, all four years that this president's been in there, I mean, it's just it's just become ordinary that it's trillion dollars after trillion dollars after trillion dollars. Let's go ahead and hear a little bit from Rand Paul on this so that we can uh, see what exactly he has to say about this. Republicans like to mock modern monetary theory, the idea that government can print money with impunity, that government can spend whatever it wants without the need to tax. Modern monetary theory is basically the Dick Cheney deficits don't matter crowd, trussed up with a new fancy title. Most Republicans rightly lampoon this quackery, that is, when they're not practicing the quackery themselves. Today, many of these same Republicans will vote for a bill that makes modern monetary theory look like child's play in comparison. The monster spending bill presented today is not just a deficits don't matter disaster, it is everything Republicans say they don't believe in. This bill is free money for everyone. Proponents don't care if you're fully employed or own your own house or own your own business. Free money for everyone, they cry. And yet, if free money were the answer, if money really grew on trees, why not give more free money? Why not give it out all the time? Why stop at $600 a person? Why not $1,000? Why not $2,000? Maybe these new free money Republicans should join the Everybody Gets a Guaranteed Income Caucus. Why not $20,000 a year for everybody? Why not $30,000? If we can print up money with impunity, why not do it? The Treasury can just keep printing the money. That is, until someone points out that the emperor has no clothes and that the dollar no longer has value. To so-called conservatives who are quick to identify the socialism of Democrats, if you vote for this spending monstrosity, you are no better. When you vote to pass out free money, you lose your soul and you abandon forever any semblance of moral or fiscal integrity. So the next time you see Republicans in high moral dudgeon claiming and complaining about spending of Democrats and socialism, remind them. Remind them if they supported this monstrous bill that really the difference between the parties is less Adam Smith versus Marx and more Marx versus Engels. How bad is our fiscal situation? Well, the federal government brought in 3.3 trillion last year and spent 6.6 trillion. The deficit last year, a record busting 3.3 trillion dollars. If you're looking for more COVID bailout money, we don't have any. The coffers are bare. We have no rainy day fund. We have no savings account. Congress has spent all the money long ago. The economic damage from this pandemic is not the reason for this runaway spending. This spending's been going on for decades. Every year, even before we get to all the extra COVID free money, we've been spending a trillion dollars we don't have. Today's money is gone. So Congress is spending tomorrow's money. The spending chart is a red line of red ink that goes on forever. 
Well, JC, there you have it. Spending and spending and spending. And this is nothing more than another multi-trillion dollar spending bill. Uh, we have, let me, I posted this up here today on my Instagram channel. $10 million for Pakistan gender programs. Funds for statute, statue gender equality. For statues? Statues. Statue gender. Statue gender equality. Hmm. 190, because, you know, we have to tear down the statues. We got to put them back up. We got to make sure that that there are as many gender reflective statues being paid for as everywhere else. 193 million for new uh, in for new cars for HIV AIDS workers. 1.5 million for appropriation committee's office of diversity and inclusion, 40 million to the Kennedy Center. Mm -hmm. I learned something JC that I did not know. Uh there there is actually, and I don't know if I have tried to do this to to discover how many executive agencies we actually have. But there is an executive agency called the Udall Foundation. Okay. Mm -hmm. The Udall Foundation. The Udall Foundation is named after uh, two congressmen who retired. Several million dollars from this omnibus bill is going to the Udall Foundation, which, by the way, is a federal agency. So it's a it's called the Udall Foundation. They created it as an executive agency. And here's what they say works to both strengthen the appreciation and stewardship of the environment, public lands, natural resources and strengthen native nations to facilitate their self-determination, governance and human capital goals. So in 1992, Congress created a brand new executive agency named after a congressman who died, who was big on the environment. And now what they do is they reappropriate our tax dollars in a charitable way through a, an invented federal agency. This is not just simply a foundation thing, JC. This is a federal agency in the executive branch. I'm still trying to wrap my brain around the fact that they created a federal agency to give scholarships to college students. And that's part of the money that's in this quote unquote COVID relief bill. So 40 million to the Kennedy Center, mm -hmm. 154 million to the National Art Gallery, 1 billion to the Smithsonian Institute. 14 million to the Woodrow Wilson Center. I'll remind you, that's the Democrat president who put a black man in a cage so he could do his job. And he also uh, premiered the KKK's movie in the Oval Office. Correct. 167 million to the National Foundation on Arts and Humanities. And here's the good stuff. 700 million to Sudan, you know, the country in Africa. Mm -hmm. Uh, another country in Africa, 1.3 billion to Egypt, 
1.4 billion to Asia Reassurance Initiative. I'm I'm telling you what your 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 six hundred dollars bought you. Yeah, your six hundred dollars. The six hundred dollars that you're promised bought you the chance to give billions away to foreign countries. Uh, so 1.4 billion to the Asia Reassurance Initiative Act, whatever that is. 135 million to Burma, 85 and a half million to Cambodia, 135 million to Nepal. 33 million to Venezuela, 453 million to Ukraine. And again, you're you you get a promise to get $600. And let me let me repeat, uh several trillion added to the already 27 trillion dollar deficit which will reduce the purchasing power of your dollars. So the $600 is not actually $600 once you get it. Um, none of it <laughs> is tax money that's already been spent because we're spending over and above, uh, what, what we take in as the federal government. Uh, and so then even, even the federal, um, CBO estimates that I think it was per 1 billion, um, 0.10% of economic growth is depleted for the future. So you're talking uh, six somewhere between six and ten percent reduction in economic growth every year. Which what does that mean? That means the loss of millions and millions of potential jobs, or let's just say hundred, just to be conservative, hundreds of thousands of potential jobs that would be added to the economy are stripped from the economy because of the deficit spending. And that's why this whole thing is ridiculous because people are like, I pay my taxes. They, I, I'm entitled this money. This is not your tax dollars. Your tax dollars were spent 10 years ago. Yeah. When you get a tax return in, in April, you're not getting a return. You're getting more money on the back of your children. You're getting a loan from your children that they're going to have to pay back. So there is no extra and, and money most, that's coming back to you. It does not yeah. exist. Why doesn't it exist? Because Congress is spending money on things they're not entitled to spend money on. They're spent. They're creating executive agencies. I, I, you know, I don't mean to be hung up on this, but I want us to get us the full picture of this Udall Foundation executive agency. Right. So what they have is they created an executive agency which takes tax dollars to hire federal employees. You're now paying federal employees a federal salary and federal benefits, which is money out. Then the whole purpose of this executive agency is to dole out more money. This particular agency is a complete red line. There's no benefit to it. That's It's all of them. I mean, that's, you know, I mean, that's just one, that's one thing that's repeated over and over again. I know that's my point. And, uh, by the way, we we just talked about recently the NDAA being passed, right? The right. NDAA that was supposed to fund the military. Right. You know, there's additional military spending in this bill. Right, uh, because the NDAA does not actually fund the military. Well, it funds the it funds the military contractors. Okay, so let me let let us uh, let us be reminded. Let me see if I can uh, track this down. I don't know if I can, but uh, let's be reminded. We're spending $40 billion on the 19-year-old war in Afghanistan. So for 19 years, the war in Afghanistan has been going on. $40 billion 
this year. You know how many soldiers are in Afghanistan at the moment? 8,600. Mm -hmm. Do you know what that comes out to? Uh, $4.6 million per soldier. Per year. Per year. Why well, don't we? This year. This, yeah, so this is what it costs. I mean, we've been going on 19 years. So 8,600 soldiers. There were, there were more before. So 13,000, I think, previously uh, in 2019. But more there, money went would, over when, would, it was, which when would, they were there. I think it was like 50 billion, 40. So it's all, it's all been around the $40 billion area. So 3.8 uh, million per soldier. You're talking 4.6 million per soldier now. I mean, give me a break. You think we're spending 4.6 million on every soldier to fight the war in Afghanistan? No, the real question is where, where, and that's per soldier. So each time, how, how much money is walking out the door? So let's say, let, let's say, uh, you know, let's, let's do a, an aggressive estimate. I would mm -hmm. say, say we spend, I don't know, 250,000 per soldier. So for each soldier, you're talking about four and a half million dollars walking out the door. Right. Who is pocketing four and a half million dollars times eight and a half thousand? Let me give you a little bit of unpleasant truth. The but majority yay, of those, military support the, the military. The majority of those soldiers serving are yeah, they get squat are enlisted, and the majority of them are actually paid below poverty level. Yeah. When you figure out how much, how, how many hours they work, when you figure out what they're actually paid, they are paid below poverty level. The majority of our enlisted soldiers in the army qualify. I want you to get this in your brain. Qualify for food stamps. The first two, when I joined the Navy, the first two years of my naval service, I was eligible for food stamps. And that's the way it's that's so, the so way don't it's tell been me, for 25 years. Don't tell me a considerable portion of that four point six million dollars is going to the soldier. That's garbage. So Yet, this is a 19 year long boondoggle for the globalist warmongers. And, you know, oh, well, we wrap it in the flag and salute it and have parades and whoop, whoop the freaking yay. Meanwhile, Merca. Just like you, uh, if you don't vote for the uh, National Defense Appropriations Bill, you are the you hate soldiers, you won't pay soldiers. Now you've got this thing, which is the uh, yeah the, the COVID relief bill. The Go COVID relief bill. This is actually the title of it, yeah. right? So the Consolidated Appropriations Act of 2020. If you don't. If you don't actually vote for that, now you're voting for families to starve and people to freeze to death because they're having to choose. Do I actually pay my electric bill or yet, or do yet. I actually eat? Right. Yet, yet so this. that's the whole thing. Do I because that's what Leahy said. Do I no? Excuse me, JC. I thought that there was already legislations on the state level that said these companies, these utility companies can't cut off their electricity during uh, COVID. Right. So nobody's going to freeze to death. Nobody's going to be without electricity. There's already government intrusion in that. No, Leahy literally said that this bill saved Vermonters from fatal hypothermia 
and starvation. Yeah, because they're mm-hmm. having to choose, what, do I eat today or do I this. stay warm today? Watch this. So you just showed the title. I want you to, because I'm going to, I want to put this up because I want you to see me uh, Google this. So you just saw the title is actually Consolidated, Consolidated Appropriations Act of 2021. Okay. Uh, and look at that. Like you can hardly find it. Like there's nothing, nothing on there. So watch this. Because this is not a COVID relief, relief bill. Okay. But watch. Uh, COVID relief, relief bill. I'm looking for news. Well, let's go to this one. So here we go. COVID, COVID-19 relief bill. Well, if you uh, scroll up to the top, JC, it tells you how many things they have up there. 17,000. No, but I had, but I, I had 127 I million. Somebody so killed it. But you, you type this, you type the, uh, I typed the COVID relief earlier and it was just one news agency after another, uh, calling it COVID relief. Like I haven't found a single news agency that's not referring to this as COVID relief bill. And then they have all these headlines about who voted against COVID relief, mm-hmm. the six, the six Republican senators, hardly any of these hack news agencies are reporting where the, what, what the bill actually contains and where the money is even going. Well, so it's were- one headline after another COVID relief, COVID relief, COVID relief, COVID relief, COVID relief, which is a, actually a minor part of this omnibus plus bill. I'm coining that phrase, by the way, omnibus plus. So the omnibus bill, which is where they don't go through the appropriations uh, process of the 12 subcommittees in the appropriations process, they throw it all into one bill, 5,000 plus pages that nobody can re- can read, nobody does read, voted up and down. So this is not even that adulteration. This is that plus this extra crap. So it's omnibus plus. So we're just getting farther and farther away. Here's an example, JC. This is NBC. COVID yeah. passes 900 billion COVID-19 relief bill. Right. Yeah. No. Which it is not. It is not. You it just is saw the title. Go 19- look it up. It yeah. is not even that. It is the Consolidated Appropriations Act of 2021. It is a government funding bill, appropriations bill for for all of the 12 where they combine all of the 12 agencies and this is this is when i get probably as pissed as i get when i read through this because this is a place where the absolute dysfunction of our government and the bloated tyrannical overreach of our government is really laid bare as you as if you take one of these appropriations bill and just walk through these 5,000 pages like this is my blood pressure goes up as much at this time when I look through that as any other time, because you, you see the broad sweep of how they are screwing every one of us Mm -hmm. and the, and the ridiculous waste of money that they send all around the planet by the billions. And then they'll, you know, you put on, they put on these, uh, stupid, heartstring stories of all the suffering 
people are dying. People are starving. Senator Leahy, people are dying from hypothermia. There's there's widespread starvation in Vermont, right? They they speak all that garbage about all the Americans that are suffering. So by God, to help all these Americans, we better send seven hundred million dollars to Sudan. We need to send one point four billion to Asia because because Vermonters are starving. So we need it, to it send ten million. A we need, freaking dog and pony show. We need to send 10 million to Pakistan for gender programs. Because Vermonters are dropping dead of hypothermia. Yeah. I mean, you, if you want to see the absolute corruption and hypocrisy, just how vile and disgusting these liars are. And Leahy, Leahy, I mean, first off, he sounds like he's about two inches from death. He oh, sounds he like he so was mad. speaking from the ICU bed, right? And he goes in on this partisan diatribe, declares himself the dean of the Senate, who is going into his 47th freaking year uh, of aristocratic rule over America. Uh, and, and, and he launches into this diatribe where he where he blasts uh, sitting Supreme Court justices as uh, political um, special interest. And, and one partisan insult after another, and then starts blasting his colleagues for partisanship. I mean, the dude is senile. He's 172 years old. He talks about, and, and then he says, I hope we do better next year. Bro, you're not even going to be probably alive next year. I mean, he sounded like he should have been on life support in the first place. Why do we have 90-year-old people you know, who can hardly stand up Still serving in the Senate. Is that so? Be, we'll be real nice to them when they start throwing billions of billions of dollars down a rat hole all over the globe. To, to By the way, you look at all these th these programs and names is going here, is going there. I don't believe that in the first place. I don't believe that for a second that there's some program that they're listing in this budget that that's actually where the, the money is going in the first place or the checks that they're cutting based on the debt on our children. I don't think it's going there in the first place. I don't think no, I here. I don't believe any money is going to fix the genitalia of statues in Pakistan. Who freaking believes? No, those that? are American it, statues. Who believes that in the first place? Who <laughs> no, believes? Don't that? get confused. We're just doing gender studies in uh, gender programs in Pakistan. Yeah, this is like the, the statue gender equality is here in America. So this don't is get like confused. the million dollar don't toilet be spreading seats fake news in the Clinton administration. So my question is why? I mean, why are these like you said, why are these people still in government? We can't find any anybody that's not can 80 stand years old. without why being you, on oxygen okay so why do you have i mean to no offense to old people but for goodness sake how do you you don't have to have a job anymore after you've been in government 36 years 47 47 years 47 years 47. the man Half already a century. the man already has more money than he could spend if he didn't get a pension when he retires when he retires he's going to have all the money that he needs and so this is just another yeah. more of this of this political partis partisanship. That's right, Charlotte. Because Almost half a billion to Ukraine. Holding a seat. That's what we're doing. What we're doing is we're holding a D seat. We're holding an R seat so that we have a a majority because it's all about political party partisanship. That's what it's all about. Yeah. And so, then and then my favorite. This is this is my favorite. So let's let's just let's just make sure we took off everybody. Nope, nobody nobody gets out. 
without being ticked. So this is my favorite. This is a 5DD, 5D chess move by Trump to, to collapse it. <laughs> okay. Back to reality. Right. Thank you. This is, look, guys, this is the culmination of years of electing people that don't need to be reelected on both sides. This is not just simply something that has to do with Democrats or Republicans. This is not a just like this is not a covid bill. Right. This is not a polit. This is not a, a, a partisan thing. These people, when you only have six senators who are Republicans, which means how, you have the majority in the Senate, which puts them at 52 in the Senate. Is that right? 52. I was just checking. I, I have to remind so, myself. 52 in the Senate. Yeah. Yeah. So you're talking at least. Uh, it's bipartisan. What? Bottom line. It, yeah. Bipartisan. You've got Republicans and Democrats voting for this. Absolutely. And why are they voting for us for this? Because we voted for them. I'll be honest. We I'm, keep putting them into office. Yeah. I'll be honest. I, I was shocked to see Rick Scott voting against this. I really was, uh, too. So good. Good for him. I, I, good, I was very shocked. But maybe, you know, the, here's here's the Republican game. We need a Republican to vote no to get the, you know, the base to be happy while Marco Rubio is going to vote yes to keep our lobbyists happy. Then, happy. then you, you cancel works. out. Well, but you cancel out. You got to look at the, the, the RNC overall perspective, right? No, I get it. You, you're the RPOF. You're canceling out uh, Senate Senator uh, Rick Scott's vote because Rubio is is towing the 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 lobbyist line, right? Yeah. So it's not it's not a lose so, for anybody. Rand Paul, Rick Scott, Mike Lee, Marsha Blackburn. Um, who else? Two more. I don't remember. Who did I miss? Uh, who did I miss, guys? Help me out. So Marco Rubio. I I have the list right here. Uh, Marco Rubio. Uh, here we go. Rick Scott, Rand Paul, Marsha Marco Blackburn. Rubio, oh, Mark oh, Ted Cruz. Not Marco Rubio. What did I say? You said not Marco, Marco Rubio. Rubio. <laughs> Rick Scott, Rand Paul, Marsha Blackburn, Ted Cruz, Mike Lee, and Ron Johnson. Ron Johnson, I was forgetting from Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. So that's it. That's it. That's that's who that's who had enough guts because the rest. So even if the rest of them, even if there might be some that are fiscally responsible, though there's none that I can think of. Right. Um, you know, th they were they were cowed by the covid narrative. This this is covid relief. So then if you vote against it, you're going to get like all the headlines that are going on. I just looked at WFLA's uh, hit piece on Rick Scott, where they had Rick Scott voted against covid relief. So they're lying. WFLA lying about what this bill is. And, and instead of taking the occasion to be a journalist and inform people of the contents of the bill, they take the occasion to do a Democrat hit piece 
on Rick Scott. Now, I'm not a huge Rick Scott fan. I'm not a Rick Scott cheerleader, okay? But if you're a journalist, regardless if you're pro-Democrat, pro-Republican, if you're going to be a journalist, you inform the people. So if they were truly engaging in journalism, WFLA, who, who clearly are a bunch of hacks, who would have reported what is the content of the bill. Okay, here's what's in the bill. This is what Rick Scott voted against. And the headline wouldn't have been Rick Scott votes against COVID relief because there was a more there's more in the bill than that. And outside of that, there's the what the rest of what's in there is so much bigger travesty. So that's how you know WFLA in Florida are hacks. Absolute Democrat DNC hacks, worthless, non-journalist. And that you and then just spread that all over all over the country. Journalism is dead, and that's how they do it. So, so we're we're here telling you what's in the bill. How many people are doing that? You 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 have six senators, six Republican senators that you can count on to try to tell you what's in this. Every everyone else is running around. All the other Republicans, all the other Democrats are running around with their claptrap propaganda narrative about COVID relief, and you're supposed to feel good. Here's the thing. And because I don't know if you're still listening, I love you, but bro, this is the thing. They put people or they build a system where people are in such abject poverty that they feel good about getting $600. So you're able to be bamboozled and not understand that they're robbing you blind, plus robbing your children, plus robbing your grandchildren. And we are so duped by these bunch of liars that a majority of the American people feel good about their $600 check. Where you're, how, how, how would you feel if it was your grandchild's birthday and then you go and steal his presents on his birthday, take them out into the front yard and stomp them into pieces? Would that make you feel good? Would that make you seem like an honorable and magnanimous person? No, it would not. But somehow we fall for this propaganda and you feel good about the $600 you just stole from your grandchildren and your neighbor's grandchildren. This is how these people are a bunch of evil liars. Done. So Mitch McConnell says, uh, allegedly Mitch McConnell comes out and says that they're going to override a veto if, if Donald Trump vetoes this. And so how that works is once the president vetoes, then it goes back to the House and Senate and the House and the Senate can can override the with veto a with a with a with a three quarters majority, which they'll so, have. So which that, they'll have. So that's how that works, Paula. Yeah. Just to answer your question, because so, a lot of people don't understand yeah, so how that works. You'll need more than six senators. You'll need more than six senators. You have to have, uh, you you have to have at least uh, one quarter plus one who are willing to vote uh, against overriding the so, veto. So, so bottom line, President Trump couldn't stop it if he wanted to. Yeah, basically. Not going to. Yeah. Happen. I mean, because the, the there are the writings on the wall. It's already there. He he looks at the Senate. He looks at the House. He sees how many people support it. Only six of his fellow Republicans standing against this thing. He has no hope of vetoing this. Yeah, it, it, he'd be wasting his time. Well, but he should veto it based on principle. He could. He should I mean, veto. But, you know, he should veto it based on yeah. principle, and then just expose the rest of them. If yeah. I were Donald Trump, there'd be no way I could vote for this. I, I would, would veto it straight up and let 
and let everybody call me whatever they wanted and and spend the rest of the time pointing out, maybe trying to educate some people on how this is supposed to work. But here's the bottom line. There are two things that I want to say before this show is over. Number one, if we tolerate this one more time without pushing back against these people, then I don't want another person to come at me. I don't want another person to say to me anything about politicians or deep state or uh, corrupt parties, because at this point in time, they're all straw men, absolutely all straw men, because the bottom line is this. When we, we the people, keep reelecting these people who keep continually throwing us into greater, greater debt. You want to talk about the power China has over us? You want to talk about the power that foreign governments have over us? They have that power because of our debt, people, because we are so far in debt. Every single time we elect these people, anybody who has voted for this omnibus plus bill needs to be primaried in the next election. And I mean gone. And if they're not primaried in the next election, then there is no more argument to be had by any person about why this keeps happening. Because the mystery is over. It keeps happening because we keep putting them into office because we are stuck in this political, tribalistic loyalty to parties over principle. I'm I'm listening to Leahy. I'm listening to Leahy. And the image that keeps coming into my mind is what you said. You were talked about 47 years of aristocracy, right? So what we have are 47 years of, of barons who are fleecing the people for the prosperity of the federal kingdom. And they come and they come to us and they beat us into submission. And then they make us feel good for reelecting them, for keeping them in power. While the whole time, the only reason they have power is because we keep putting them there. We outrank them. The second thing that I want us to not miss here. This is what's really, really happening, people. Why are they calling this the COVID relief bill? It's more than just simply saying this. It's more than just a, a, a plea, JC, to get people to actually vote for this, right? You, you vote against it, it's, you, it, it's not COVID. It's actually putting a name to this. Why? Because what the federal government is doing is taking power away from people at the state and local level. Every state constitution recognizes that all political power is derived from the people. But when our Congress and our Senate send money to governors in support of their unconstitutional and catastrophic shutdowns of our businesses and economies, the power of the people is supplanted by an overreaching, growing federal government that looks like some vampire that holds this insatiable appetite over the sustenance of our future. What this bill does is it actually encourages 
our governors to keep our our states back down because the only solution to this problem that you see, the only solution to Leahy's cry is not more federal money. The solution is open up our economy, put people back to work, put people back in business, give them their 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 private property back. But the governors who are now actually shutting down our businesses, creating this problem, are being funded by the federal government to keep the problem going. So you send them. See, here's the thing. Please do not miss this. If this bill was not sending money to our state and local governments, the people would not be pacified by a $600 check and whatever money is being maybe trickled down to your business to keep it open for a little while longer. The people would rise up and remove their governors from office. They would rise up, stand against these closures, reopen their communities, reopen their businesses, never allow them to be shut down again. But this money coming from the federal government is money to empower the governors, steal power from the people, and keep us enslaved, period. Amen. U.S. officially spent $20.8 billion per day last fiscal year. Um, right, right now, they're spending a billion dollars, over a billion dollars every hour and a half. By the time we finish this show, they will almost have spent another billion dollars. And that money being sent back to the governors, that money is being sent to Newsom. That got money is being sent to all the states, to Cuomo that are shut down. They're actually, I want you to guess this, they're actually incentivizing our governors to keep us locked down. This is paid off money to incentivize our governors to keep us locked down so that mom and pop businesses die and the big store, you know, the big stores, the big corporations stay open. So every bit of mercantile is absolutely consolidated into the hands of the big corporate businesses and mom and pop are left with nothing because we were pacified with a $600 check and they did everything that they could do. No, they are destroying America and it's going to be up to the individuals at this point in time to say, stop. We are going to have to say, look, send us 600 bucks. I'm still not shutting down my business. Send our businesses money. We're not shutting them down. And it's it's going to have to be an individual thing. Oh, here's Tom the jackass. Welcome, Tom. You're an idiot. Glad to glad to glad you showed up anonymously in the uh, chat room again. Yeah. So we need to have a cup of coffee so you can run your fat mouth in person, idiot. <laughs> Tom, the idiot who's sitting in his mother's basement in his underwear in front of a keyboard talking about how uh we aren't doing anything to save America. Well, he does nothing. While he does nothing but feed his face with his mother's groceries and has no job or life of his own. And he comes at us. So there you have it. Welcome to the show, Tom. Tom is the idiot that always puts a thumb down on our show. 
because he has nothing better to do with his life and nothing better to offer to society. Yeah. So Sport Rob. Sport Rob is his name, guys, in the chat room. If you want to, uh, you, you have been warned. Look, you either stand up now while we have the opportunity to fight back with peaceful resistance or you in you actually recreate a reality where our children have to die because Rob and his likes sat in their basement with their in their underwear with their keyboard and did nothing at all. I bet I've robbed Tom. What is his name? Tom. Um, Tom um, doesn't even actually have a job. So, uh, just a reminder: the ATF is still at it, trying to do their gun grab. There are 13 days left on their comment page about the stabilizing braces for AR pistols. Um, so I've made my comments and told them how worthless they are. So if you want to do that, you can go check that out at federalregister.gov and let your voice be heard. Right now, there are 21, over 21,000 comments. There needs to be uh, more than that. So don't forget to do that. 13 days left for the open comments. So do what we can until we do what, have to do what we have to. Yeah. So we every day that we do nothing, every day that we shut our businesses, every day that we shut our churches, every day we sit around and, and beg for our uh, government to bail us out, every day we wait for the crumbs from the king's table, we create a reality where our children, will be left with uh, nothing to, to do but to fight. And that's the way that works. So you need to go to the ATF and tell them to take their, take their uh, gun control and stick it where the sun don't shine. I do want to remind you that the Wisconsin Supreme Court uh, actually... Uh, issued an opinion last week to overturn some of the voting fraud that happened. Oh, I'm sorry. The 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 non-voting fraud that didn't happen in Wisconsin, right? Because you know we didn't have any uh, uh, voting fraud that happened. But anyway, the Supreme Court of Wisconsin came out and said, "No, you actually have to follow the law." Awesome. Yeah. So that's how that works. You All have right. to follow. Looks like the they're law. squeezing us. Yeah, they're squeezing us. So God bless you guys. Thank you for joining us today. 